0: While story invites us to ask powerful questions, your life and your story are shaped by the questions you ask. What is
1: the story that you ache to tell?
0: The only way to become a better storyteller is by telling more stories. The only hope we have are the stories we tell. Stories not bound by what is possible. We are proud to be storytellers.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Story Podcast. I am Harris Third, and this week I am so excited because we get to learn from one of my favorite people, Jason Jaggard. Uh, Jason is no stranger to the Story community. He is a speaker, entrepreneur, and founder and CEO of Novus Global, a company passionate about unleashing creative potential in individuals and organizations. He does that through a variety of ways. Uh, This guy is one of the people that is on the list of people who have impacted and changed my life. That is not a figure of speech. I love talking to Jason because few people understand the link between knowing our story and actualizing our full potential as people and as creators and storytellers better than he does. In a talk he gave for us live at Story, he explained sort of his origin story, which has to do with this documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is about Disney Animation's creative renaissance in the 90s at the hands of Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg. Listen in.
0: In the movie, not to ruin the ending or anything, but in the movie, Jeffrey Katzenberg is one of the main players. In the movie, he actually leaves to go start DreamWorks SKG with uh, Spielberg and Geffen. And in the movie, Michael Eisner didn't like that he left. And there's this line that Michael Eisner says where he says, you know, Jeffrey was being selfish. If Jeffrey just would have waited a little bit longer, he would have got what he wanted. Sound familiar? And so I'm watching this and I'm like, huh, that, like, I was connecting with that moment. Like if Jeffrey would have been just wait, wait a little bit longer, he would have got what he wanted. And so uh, the movie ends, the credits roll, and because it's LA, the people who were doing the screening said, hey, we have a special surprise for you. The director of the movie is going to come out and do a Q&A, and the director of that movie was Don Hahn. <laughs> and this is like 2009, 2010, so Don Hahn walks out. and I immediately raised my hand. I got a question, I, I don't usually, I'm usually terrified to you know, raise hands and things, I raised my hand and they gave me the microphone and I asked Don Hahn, I said, hey, um, do you think Michael Eisner was telling the truth? Like, do you think that if Jeffrey would have stayed he would have eventually got what he wanted? Of course I'm not asking about them, I'm asking about me, hashtag narcissism. And Don gives this great response, he gives two responses. The first one's like a PC response, which is, he goes, I think Michael Eisner thought that he was telling the truth, which I think is, that, that's a great answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. But then he says these words, and I will never forget this. He said, but here's the deal. And he points to the wall, because we're in a movie theater, right? He points to the wall and he says, in the theater next to us, another movie is screening tonight called How to Train Your Dragon. It's a, it's a movie Disney never would have told, And it's a movie told in a way, Disney never would have told it. And Jeffrey Katzenberg made that movie. He said, sometimes you have to leave, not because you're not gonna get what you want if you stay, but because your story has to be told someplace else. Come on, Don, (laughs) come on, right? And no kidding, that was a defining moment for me. And I thought about that for a few months and then I finally, because of that moment, I, I resigned from my job and I started a company that eventually became Novus Global.
1: Now, according to Jason, the point of this story and stories like it isn't to convince people to quit their jobs in mass. The point is finding a place where you can best grow. And that's what Jason helps others do, discover the ways that their creative spirits and passions can expand in a nurturing environment. And that environment can be found in surprising ways. Just listen and tell this story of how Martin Luther King Jr.'s most famous speech came to land. I'd never heard this story until Jason told it.
0: Most of us don't realize that Dr. King had given that I Have a Dream section several times before. He did it in Chicago, he did it in Detroit, and here's the thing, it never landed. It never went, I mean, it's always good because it's him, right? But like, it it never ripped the roofs off of houses like he wanted to. And his speechwriters begged him not to deliver those lines. And he didn't plan on it, like in the the text with his handwritten notes and everything. I Have a Dream's nowhere. And he got up there and he's doing his thing. And a lot of you, if you've seen the the speech, it's a good speech, like, you know, he's doing his thing and it's fine, but it's not really landing the way that he really knows he could do it. And so he's wrapping his talk up, like he's landing the plane of his talk. And he's saying like, go back to Mississippi. And then behind him, Mahalo Jackson says, tell him about the dream, Martin. And he kind of like waves her off a little bit. He's like, go back to Mississippi. And she says it again. She says, tell him about the dream, Martin. And then you see, and you can watch the video, you see King put his notes aside and grab the lectern and he says, so though we may be struggling for today or tomorrow, I still have a dream. And then one of his speechwriters in the audience goes, oh, shit, <laughs> he's gonna talk about the dream. <laughs> and one of his other aides sitting a little ways away says, this audience better hold on because we're about to have some church. And then King opens up a can of oratorical whoop-ass, the likes of which our nation has never seen before. And the rest is history. And it all came from something that someone else described as cliché. Now here's the deal, Uh, it may have been cliché, but it was a beautiful cliché, wasn't it? And in my work, whenever people ask me to explain my work, it's always disappointing. I took the bait yesterday during the the roundtable discussion. They're like, hey, what's coaching? And then I, like an idiot, answered. Uh, Because coaching is not about content, it's about context. Right? And, the re- and what that means is, look, coaching is, uh, is letting you learn to apply cliches to your life. And I want to say this really clearly. The path to the extraordinary life, the path to living a life of joy and happiness and fulfillment, the path to telling great stories, the path to inventing new types of stories, I promise you, is paved with beautiful cliché. But how many times are we more interested in things that are new than interested in things that are true. And the the people that I admire and the people who reinvent themselves and the people who step into new parts of themselves aren't necessarily finding new ideas. They're just applying the ones they already know in ways no one's ever thought of before. And there's something beautiful about that. There's something meaningful about that.
1: The idea of redeeming cliché, adding value to the stuff we already know, is an important part of storytelling, and it's one that I'm glad Jason knows how to highlight in this work. What oftentimes holds us back isn't so much that we don't know what to do, it's that we do know, we just don't do it. And that's why Jason says integrity is the missing ingredient for a lot of our stories. The simple conviction to do the things we say we're going to do.
0: I was just talking to a guy who runs a multi-billion dollar organization, and I said, Hey, look, if we we do this work together, if we go into this kind of relationship together, I'm going to care about your integrity more than anyone has ever in your life. And it's going to be incredibly uncomfortable. But what I can promise you is that it's going to speed up your life in a way that you have never experienced before. Because how many of you right now have you thought, Man, if I actually did what I said I was going to do, that book would be written already. That film would be made already. And by the way, if you want to rapid iterate, what we've been talking about this whole time is like if you want to fail fast, there's no way to fail faster than to actually do what you say you're going to do. You will fail faster. You will bump into things more often and you will therefore grow more often. It's a beautiful thing. There is a direct correlation between your ability to do what you say you're going to do and your ability to grow.
1: So don't just know your story have the courage to write the parts of your story that you know need to be written the very best parts of your life are just waiting for you to have the conviction to grow into them that's something jason has learned how to do and it's helped to make his life into something pretty special i know the guy he really is one of my favorite people he is extraordinary and what worked for him might just work for you too Jason will be joining us yet again at Story this year for an incredible breakout session, digging deeper into some of the themes that you've heard about on this episode. He'll also be bringing some of his team from Novus Global, and you'll have some incredible opportunities to learn from them through some pretty special stuff we're working on. Uh, You'll learn more on-site at the conference. It's going to be great. You hear me talk a lot about the conference here on this podcast, but if you've been listening for a while but have yet to make it out to the live event, This is the year to make it happen. Story 2019 is once again taking place in booming Nashville, Tennessee at the gorgeous Skirmerhorn Symphony Center. And the lineup this year is mind-blowing. I'm serious. Check out the list of presenters by visiting story2019.com. Grab a ticket while you're there. This year, we're expecting to sell out. I can't wait to see you in Nashville. Until then, as always, I'm Harris III. Thank you guys so much for listening to the story podcast.